Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Welcome to this podcast edition of A Look at the Book. I have studied through the prophetic word of God, and one of the books that is an essential for you to understand God's last days scenario that can be found in Bible prophecy is the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, a Jewish prophet priest who was taken into the Babylonian captivity, was one of the major prophets that God has used down through the years to communicate to the Jewish people a timeline for the Jews as to what is going to happen. The book is broken into two parts, a message of retribution, the first 32 chapters of the book, and then a message of restoration, restoring the Jewish people and restoring the Jewish practices. That would be chapters 33 to 48. We're going to continue now with a study of the book of Ezekiel, and we move into an area that will assist you in understanding that will help you in your understanding of this excellent expose of Ezekiel's exhortation to his people, the Jewish people. Take a moment, if you will, listen to this next segment in our continuing study of the book of Ezekiel. I'll be back in a moment to tell you how you can get the entire study of the book of Ezekiel. Now, join me in my study of the book of Ezekiel. What is chapter 36? Chapter 36 of the book of Ezekiel is a message to the land of Israel. Listen, I mean, you can read it later, but look with me, if you will, at verse 8. Here's a perfect example. But ye, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn unto you, and ye shall be tilled and sown. This is talking about the land. I'm talking about soil. I'm talking about rocks. Verse 10, and I will multiply men upon you. And all the house of Israel, even all of it, and the city shall be inhabited, and the waste shall be builded, and I will multiply upon you men and beasts, and they shall increase and bring fruit. He is talking about the land. Thirty-five times in chapter 36, he refers to the land of Israel. Whose land is this anyway? Well, I'll tell you what Leviticus chapter 25 verse 23 says. He's told them every seventh year, rest the land. That's chapter 25 of Leviticus. Also, he says, in the 50th year, year of Jubilee, in the 50th year, you forgive all debts and you will give back any land that you have leased to its original owner. And listen to me, Israel, he says in verse 23, you do not sell this land. Why? And God says in Leviticus 25, 23, because this land is my land. You Jews are a sojourner on this land, a caretaker. You see, it's not up to Israel to tell us who the land belongs to. Nor is it up to the Palestinians or Saudi Arabia or President Mubarak of Egypt or President George W. Bush of America. The land belongs to God. And God is sovereign and can choose who he wants to give the land to. I don't have to debate whether it's morally correct for the Jews to be in the land. That doesn't make a bit of difference. Because God said it's my land. There's no issue. Nobody has rights when it comes to God. Except God. Why does he have to give them the land? 
one day. I was vice president of a broadcasting company in New York City after I left Word of Life in 1981. It was a unique radio station. It was signed on the air in 1923 by a man named Judge Rutherford. Maybe you heard of him. He started the Jehovah's Witnesses. In fact, where the radio station was, that was the original farmhouse for the Jehovah's Witnesses, and the judge was buried in the front yard. In 1935, he, they sold the radio station to E.V. Debs. You ever hear of him? He was a communist who ran for president against Franklin Roosevelt. They changed the call letters to W.E.V.D. And in 1951, they sold that radio station to the Forward Association. The Forward Association was an Orthodox Jewish group who published the largest publication of a Yiddish newspaper. And then in 1981, a couple of Bob Jones boys bought that radio station, hired me from Word of Life. I went there to run it. I actually got there. You get the picture? Jehovah's Witnesses, Communists, Orthodox Jews, Fundamentalist, Bible-believing Christians. I'd get there, cast out the demons, converted the station, and we started preaching the gospel, man. The FCC made us do six hours of Orthodox Jewish programming every day. 18 hours of Christian programming, but from 8 p.m. in the evening to 2 a.m. in the morning, we did Orthodox Jewish programming. Uh, it, by the way, oh, I love it. Out of opposition, opportunity comes. You know what? The next morning, guess where their clock radio was tuned to? <laughs> and they come on, and Jesus said, you know. And every one of the Jews that listened the night before heard it the next morning. Anyway, a rabbi came in. I had a policy. These Jews that were going to be on the air... I didn't want, my, all my staff was Christian, but I didn't want them just jamming Jesus in their faces every time. So they would come in, and I would meet with them, and I would tell them exactly what I thought. I don't know if you ever heard of a guy named Rabbi Mer Kahana. Rabbi Mer Kahana was a rebel-rousing Jew who threw bombs into the Russian embassy. I mean, they called him King Kahana in Israel. He was something else. He was assassinated in New York City by an Egyptian who was a part of the team that tried to tear down the World Trade Centers in the first attack. There's some interesting connections I don't understand yet. But anyway, Rabbi Kahana was sitting across the desk from me. I looked at Rabbi Kahana. I told him how at 11 years of age in Miami, Florida, on December 23, 1951, I asked Christ to come into my heart. I looked at Rabbi Mer Kahana, this rebel-rousing Jew, and I said, Buddy, here's how you receive Christ. And I gave him the plan of salvation. And then I looked at the rabbi and I said, Rabbi, if you die without Jesus Christ, you're going to burn in hell forever. I said, now that's the last time I'm going to say that, and I'm never going to talk to you anymore with the power that I have, but I'm going to be praying for you every day. He looked at me and he said three things. Jimmy, I'm reminded of what Mordecai said to Esther. Maybe you're here for such a time as this. Oh, man. Now I'm not knowing what that means, you know. He said, second thing, whatever you do and whatever I do, we better do it for his glory. Why, Rabbi? He said, because it doesn't matter what a fundamentalist Christian or an Orthodox Jew does. What God does, he does for his holy name's sake. And he took me to chapter 36, verse 22. Look here, verse 22. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake. When God could swear by nothing greater, he swore by his name. I will give the Jews this land forever. I will bring them back in. Chapter 36, verse 22. My holy namesake is why God does what he does. Don't you get sick and tired of these so-called television preachers? 
telling God what he has to do. God, you've got to heal that. God, you... No, God. If, look, if I can tell God what he has to do, I become God and he becomes my little boy. I tell you what, there's two things I know for sure. There's an almighty, pure, perfect, powerful, holy God. You know the second thing I know for sure? I'm not him. And he is sovereign and he does for his holy name's sake what he does. Oh, by the way, the third thing the rabbi told me, he said, I have one driving desire, Jimmy. I said, what's that, rabbi? He said, that's to rebuild the third temple. I said, why? He said, because I know the day the third temple is rebuilt, the Messiah comes. I said, the second time, Rabbi. <laughs> oh, we had a neat relationship. By the way, on Friday, I'll tell you about his brother, who's the guru of preparing to build the temple. His name is Notman Kahana. I'll give you that on Friday. Thank you so very much for joining us on this podcast edition of A Look at the Book. We've been studying the book of Ezekiel. This is a must-study if you're going to be a student of Bible prophecy. You need to study the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, and the book of Ezekiel. If you would like to have the entire study, it is a five-hour study in audio on CD. It's available to you if you'll call our toll-free number. That's 1-877-674-3298. The easy way to remember that is 8-PROPHECY-8. Call that toll-free number and you can order your copy of The Study of Ezekiel. It's on CD, it's five hours long, and it will help you to understand better current events that are unfolding even as you have been listening to this particular study, a small portion of our study on the book of Ezekiel. Once again, that toll-free number is 877-674-3298, or you can go to our website and you can order it that way, the website address, prophecytoday.com. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us for this study of the book of Ezekiel. And remember, Jesus Christ is coming, and it could be today. So let's keep looking up until.